I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Guys, this episode of Oops! The Podcast is brought to you by Hangobi. What a great drink that we all love, delicious beverage. I'm currently drinking The Wake over ice. Uh, one of my favorite experiences. Ryan's enjoying the calm. It's delicious. After a long, tumultuous day, he's sitting back, relaxing, getting comfy. What could be better? What could be better, dude? It's true. So you guys know the whole Hangobi spiel at this point. We do it all the time. Uh, it's one of our legacy brands. We love them. But we have an extra special day today because we have a big chunk of the Hangobi squad actually in the studio. Uh, we have Conrad, who you guys all know and love. Uh, plus a few of the old summer interns. Great crop of handsome men over here. Handsome men. Uh, you guys look like you just came from around a golf. So we thought it might be fun to give you guys a little hangobi pop quiz since you are interns, which, you know, you weren't expecting this. Conrad didn't even know about this, but we figured we got to at least bust your guys' balls a little bit. You know what I mean? You're the, you're the interns here. So we are going to make you guys pick a number one through 10. Whoever gets, uh, I guess, the closest, we'll have to figure out the specifics of the ruling here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to come on the show and and tell us about why Hangobi is the best drink in the world. We have the number written, so we can't change it. Yep. It's written. It's written down. We're it's on the screen go. right now. No pressure, but also all the pressure. I'll go uh, nine. Okay. You are safe for now. I'll go ten. Nope. Eight. Nope. Great. Nope. One. Nope. Two. Nope. Nailed it. Come ding, on ding, over ding, here. ding, ding, ding. We Have got a winner. Seat. Come on down. I'm Tommy Quitson, summer intern this year at Hangobi. Uh, I'm a rising junior at Denison University in Ohio. Where? Where? Uh, Denison University. Dennis? Like, Denison. Denison. De- Denison. Sorry, I never heard yeah, of that. No Sounds worries. like venison. Like a deer <laughs> university, dude, which is big for us because. We've had a lot of deer. Deer is like a big topic of conversation on here. Okay. Denison University, awesome. So you're a rising junior. Yeah. Um, and what are you majoring in? Uh, communication. Communication. Yeah. Do you know what you want to do with your uh, life? Not, not entirely yet, but uh, I'm on the lacrosse team there, so I'm having a good time. Lax bro, yeah. love it. Yep. And uh, you know the, the proper answer was to work for Hangobi for the rest of your life, uh, but it's okay. Can't, nail it. can't, can't get them all right. All right, so <laughs> now we have you here, my friend. Um, we want to hear why is Hangobi? The best drink in the world. I think for me, it's great for like recovery, great for um, pretty much anything you could do. Like for me, like when I'm waking up in the morning, like I'll drink a ride, I'll drink a wake, sorry, uh, wake, um, and then I'll like it's perfect for me if like I want to go work out. Oh, yeah. um, like and then when I finish a workout, I think it's great for like recovery and just being able to get like multivitamins in your body, like and also having great taste. Well, where you see with other multivitamin drinks, like, you know, they don't have great taste. Well, we're, we're doing the same thing and not sacrificing, not sacrificing that taste. Nice. Dude. Are you single? Uh, I'm not. Oh, damn, dude. This, I, I was going to say, like, this guy's not going to be single for much longer, given these, <laughs> how smooth that answer was. That was pretty damn good, bro. Um, loved it. Nail it. Where can we find Hangobi? Uh, uh, you can find it in New York City stores. And now we just launched with Kehi. So hopefully we'll be seeing it. In uh, Chicago, Texas, and uh, Maryland soon. Sweet. So that's that's inside baseball term to us. Kehi, what is that? It's like a distributor? Uh, yeah, national distributor. Hell yeah. So Hangobi's yeah. on the rise, on the move. We got Tommy here in the mix. He's not only scoring goals in lacrosse, he's also scoring in his personal life. <laughs> Drinking <laughs> Hangobi, being a legend. 
and where so there's a store locator as well, right? People want to find it. Yes, on the website. On the website, guys, give it up for Tommy, the legend. <laughs> Thank you, dude. You nailed it. Thank ten you. out of ten, Conrad. What do you think? This guy's, you know. He's got upper management written all over him, this fucking guy. So welcome to the Hangobi team who's hanging out in the stew today. Good to have you guys here. We have uh, myself, Julio Gallarotti, joined with, by Ryan Lynch. What's going on? Go everybody? get yourself some Hangobi. Go get yourself some of our merch, oopsthepodcast.com. Ryan's, Rocking the Plant Boy tee today. Check it out. I just put it on. Ryan is ripping the Plant Boy tee. Yeah, that's right, dude. Shake it. Shake it. Looking good. Uh, great tea, great stuff. Get in there. Uh, we're feeling good. Ryan and I are feeling rejuvenated and replenished. We had a big boy spa day, big boy spa day on Monday. Um, you, Ryan was not an experienced spa goer. This was his first sort of foray into the spa. And what are you, what were your thoughts? Well, first off, who better of a liaison to ha- go to a spa to with big Julio Gallerati over here? That's right. It was, uh, it was an awesome day. We were on a uh, governor's Island and this place, every nook and cranny of this place, uh, the, the attention to detail was overwhelming. Didn't disappoint, right? No, not at all. And I've never seen Julio so much in his own element. The way he was walking around as soon as he got the flip flops on, he was like the queen bee. That's right. Just walking around. He's like, Oh, come here, come here, come around this corner. Yeah. We have this over here. We're going to get the, the nice tea over here. Yep. The spa um, father. Yeah. You're drinking that mint water. Yeah. And then I would also say your tolerance was higher than anybody that I saw there, let alone anybody I've ever heard of going to the spa before. We were in, which room were we in? So we're the QC spa, best spa in New York City for sure. Potentially, it's the best one I've ever been to in America. Not to try to flex, because that implies I've been to spas in other countries. Obviously, that is the case. You all know that at this point about me. <laughs> uh, but this place is no joke. It really is great. And I set out and provided Ryan with the best possible experience. So we start off in the aquatic floor, which has uh, you know a couple different steam rooms, a great sauna, and it's like a themed sauna. The reason why I really like this place too, I've said this before, a giant spa that maintains a high-level aroma is is the peak spa experience. Mm. Once the square footage begins to expand, it becomes difficult to maintain that good smell. This was not the case in, at the QC spa. It smells good. And by the way, guys, this is not an ad, I swear to God. This is actually not an ad. I, you know, we are big spa goers on this pod. Um, so anyway, we go downstairs, we hit the sauna. I suspected that I would outlast Ryan. So I wanted to let him know that there was no pressure if he felt he needed to tap out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Go out and I'll meet you. No big deal. Flipped the hourglass, which is also a really nice uh, spa perk when they have that sort of natural timer. So you don't need to look at the clock. It feels like a really peaceful experience. Uh, and this this one's fun too because it's themed. You hear thunderstorms and rain and birds. So you're sitting there in a time you're ah! and you're and like pouring rain. It's like really peaceful and really nice. Uh, but yeah, I did like my first sauna. I always try to do 25 minutes. Yeah, I've heard it's good for the cells. I don't know if there's any sort of science behind that, but I've heard it. It's a feeling. And I though. believe it. There was it's there was there was one particular. We went in later on. Maybe it was the third or fourth uh, area that we went to, where it was a wooden sauna. Mm. What, what was that one called? That I forget which one it was, but it it, was, it sort of had like some sort of Moroccan themed something. Yeah. So we're in there. It's getting hot, and I feel like I have a pretty good tolerance for the heat. I know Julia's a pro, but. We're in there for what felt like 20 minutes. And then, uh, you know, I'm going off Julio's lead. I, Julio is my tour guide to this uh, world that I've, never, that I've never stepped foot in. And uh, 
you know, I was kind of going at his pace, but it was getting so hot in there that I started to, you know, I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer and be like, hey, Julio, like, I'm all set. Can we leave? Um, <laughs> I, uh, but I did other things that I thought, you know, would kind of get a, a vibe check from you. So I would, you know, I was laying down in the heat. It became too overwhelming. I sat up and I kind of started just like rubbing my legs and I was hoping Julia would see that. And then I started going like, <sighs> yeah, dude. and like looking at Julia and looking at the door. Hell and then yeah. later on, at some point you said to me like, I'm thinking we're going to be in here for like uh, 10 more minutes or so. And then I was like, okay, that's fine. And then after like 10 seconds, I was like, I'm tapping out. Yeah, I yeah. just couldn't do it. I was, I wasn't sure for a second. I thought Ryan maybe had it in him, dude. I mean, you never know. Like <laughs> you, it's, you never know when you're going to meet your match when it comes to the spa. We went, I went to this, uh, country club in, in De- outside of Detroit with a friend where nobody's ever using the facilities. So the spa was all ours to use. And they're like, just so you know, this steam is pretty hot, you know, just so you know. And I'm like, oh, dude, it's fine. And I tapped out like really fast. And these other guys lasted way longer than me. So listen, you know, big fish in a small pond. And then all of a sudden you play with the big dogs. You never know. So I don't judge you for tapping out. Uh, I don't feel judgment. But it, you're, you're a great yeah. tour guide like that. I'm glad you liked it, so. dude. Well, also, so we we enjoyed a couple of the fun little nuances of the place. First of all, there's treats around every corner. We're drinking apple cider. We're drinking mint <laughs> water. We're drinking hot tea. We're drinking coffee. We're eating snacks. We're eating delicious food. Uh, and there's this little pool that if you submerge yourself underwater, you actually hear music underwater. Yeah. Which is fascinating. I don't even know how they do that. Ryan took to that. To the point where he was underwater for so long, I thought he was going to drown. I know. They, they're playing <laughs> classical music underneath the water. Um, to any succession watchers out there, I felt like Kendall Roy whenever he was trying to kill himself throughout the show. Just laying there, face down in the water, listening to beautiful classical music. It was it was really cool. That was yeah. a fun, uh, quirky exhibit that, that we got to try out, amongst so many others. They had the upside down room. The upside down room? <laughs> which had, which had a, a light on the wall yeah hanging the, below yeah everything is upside down in the room so obviously the painting on the side of the walls and then they have sort of like things attached to the ceiling so there's like a lamp and a chess table yeah uh that was quite fun uh and at one point ryan began to spread his wings he had reached his spa adolescence and he went off on his own and he came back with a carrot ginger juice mm. the big smile on his face and i was like my man <laughs> my work is done here just walking I, in with the robe, it was it was luxury. Yeah, and I swam off into the Arctic Ocean. <laughs> I don't know why I just picture like a penguin watching its kid finally be able to fish on its own or whatever. I was like, goodbye, you're ready. You're, my work is done here. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, good stuff, Ryan. I'm glad we had fun there. It was a blast. Thank a you. Blast. Thank yeah, you. Of course, dude. Thank you, QC, Spa and Governors Island for providing such a high level experience. I didn't even realize it at the time, but it's run by Italians. Mm. No. <laughs> no, seriously, like the QC spa chain began in Italy and, uh, you know, Italians for, for all their quirks, they really are good at making some of the finest things in life, whether it be pasta or apparently relaxing experiences. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Top notch. Top notch. Um, anyway, guys, if you want to see me on the road, I've been getting a lot of requests from different, different spots. One thing that's been working pretty well, if you just hit up the venue you want to see me at a lot of the time that kind of gets the ball rolling. I, I sort of am beholden to the abilities of my team and stuff. Uh, so sometimes it can take a little bit for things to get cracking. Um, 
while of course they've booked me out with an amazing schedule all year and, and they're very, very capable and good at their jobs. Uh, sometimes specific cities slip through the cracks here and there. So, uh, you know, if you hit up your local spot, you want to see me at, sometimes that does help a little bit, get the ball rolling. So this is sort of my road fatwa. I'm, uh, shouting out to all you guys to, to gather and, uh, and, and request me where you want to see me. So speaking of stand up. There, so I have a bit, I mean, I'm sure many of you guys at this point have seen my, my Netflix set uh, on the Pete Davidson and Best Friends. One of, my, one of the bits I do in that is about how the guy, one of my friends, uh, the, guy, the guy who mows my friend's lawn made fun of me basically for like gaining weight. Uh, mm, you know, so, a good bit. Yeah, so I did the bit and, you know, f- f- quick refresher, basically, he sees me, he goes, Poppy, this guy barely speaks English. I, you know, he doesn't really speak English at all. Uh, and that's not a knock on him. He speaks Italian perfectly. He speaks Spanish. He just doesn't speak English. So uh, when he saw me, he made me a gesture that he said that I had gotten fat. This was during the pandemic. It's probably my, you know, this is my my highest weight probably in my life. But still, he noticed. He made a comment. I was in denial. <laughs> I'd been exercising. I'd been working out. You know what I mean? Apparently just not eating lean enough protein because I was really bulking up. And uh, when I clarified, I said, oh, Poppy, I, I flexed. <laughs> He goes, no, Poppy, and started eating, made an eating gesture to show me that, in fact, he thought that I had gained a lot of weight. So as disappointing as that whole experience was, I was back up to, at my buddy's house and I saw the guy again. No. Now, mind you, I am probably 15 pounds less than I was during that time. I'm no, I'm no Conrad, but I'm not in bad shape. I look pretty good, I think, overall. I'm happy with how I look. I go back and forth between like, oh, I should get in really good shape and being like, I'm perfectly happy with the way that I look. I don't need to like start weighing my food and shit. I don't want to be that guy. 26 grams of fucking, you know what I mean? It's no fun, dude. You know, Tommy over here didn't get a girlfriend by weighing his food. He was being fun. He was having a good time and being chill and, you know, being active and doing all the stuff, but I don't want to take anyway. So I'm in average shape. Okay. And I see the guy and he makes a comment. He goes, oh, Bobby. <laughs> and then he started calling me Julian, like just to imply that I, Julian, you're not Julio, you're Julian, you know, the big guy. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So anyway, I tell and my buddy laughs and he goes, he has no idea probably that like there's a bit based about him that is, you know, millions of people presumably have seen. And I'm like, should I tell him? And he goes, well, no, he's like, he doesn't really speak English that well. Maybe it'll be weird. Like he won't know what you're talking about. And then also maybe I was like, well, maybe he won't like it that I'm talking about him on TV like this. But then I'm like, wait a second, dude, who fucking, this guy insults me to my face every time I see him. He fully deserves it. Right. You should have shown him the video. You should have pulled up on your phone Puppy. and just walked up to him. Be like, look, look at this. He would have gone, Puppy, me, me. And I gone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Still, I didn't, I didn't say anything, but maybe someday I will. I don't fucking know, dude. I, to be honest, I'm afraid of seeing him because I'm like, I know that it's coming. When I see him, he's going to make some fucking comment about my appearance. And this is actually a few days after I, I went and saw the same friend and somebody else who was working on the property told me that I looked skinny. And I was like, oh, thanks. So I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. I think he's just trying to get under my skin. No, you got to give it back to him. You got to find a way to get him to see that special. I got to get him to see it, right? Just walk, just next time you're there, when he makes that gesture towards you, just walk towards him, whip out your phone, and show him the bit. And even if he doesn't get it, you'll feel good at the end of the day knowing that you're able to shove it in his face. 
True. It feels like a little bit of a humble brag. Like I'm like, Poppy, look, this is about you. And I like this guy. He's a nice guy. But, mm. but besides the fact that he fat shames me every time he sees me, which is not okay, but okay, whatever. Um, maybe he'll think I'm humble bragging. Because I'm like, look, this is about you. But in reality, I'm showing him me. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt at this point. He sounds like an enemy to me. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, puppy. He goes, uh, 60. I'm 60. He looks good for 60. Okay, dude, we get it. You look good for 60. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Right? Like, big deal. Like, that's the, that's the equivalent of the guy who's like, oh, the doctor said I got the ticker of a 25-year-old. All right, dude. That guy's a turkey. That guy's a turkey. Don't be a turkey. I think then that uh, is what we're settling on here. So guys, we got an email on the Karen episode a couple weeks ago that we went over with her about the guy who didn't want to go to the bar because he didn't want to see his ex-girlfriend at the bar. They're from the same town, whatever. So we we went through that whole scenario at the end of that episode, mm-hmm. and we got DMs from both of them that they have now gotten back together because of that. Wow. Because of that conversation. Wow. And they said that they will be at my show in Detroit in September, hopefully together. Uh, but that's what we're doing here on, on Oops the Pod, dude. We're getting people <laughs> back together, getting you out of your own way so you can live your best life. They probably figured some stuff out, <laughs> yeah. and now they're back. That's all thanks to Oops. And I think that it all boils down to communication, right? Yeah. There are conversations that were left on the table that they were too uncomfortable to have, right? And we accidentally played couples therapist. We read this guy's email. Uh, and we said, you know, avoid me. We, we went over it. We, we sort of didn't have a solution for him. We're like, listen, you know, figure it out as you go, but don't change your lifestyle because you're afraid of seeing your ex. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which somehow turned into them getting back together. So look, <laughs> if you it, it, don't not, it, it's important to communicate, right? Like if you have a thought, if you think don't harbor resentment, don't be mad at people. Don't be, don't feel a certain way and not do anything about it. You know what I mean? A lot of the time you can have conversations and figure it all out and everything's all good. Yeah. Right. Most cases, it's not as bad as it seems. Never as bad as it seems. Never. And you're never as mad as you think either. Okay. All, all be figured out. No big deal. Um, well, anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming to my shows in Austin. What a great weekend. What a great time. And it was so, so many little fun sprinkles included in there. So first of all, shout out to Tears and Treats, Austin, Texas. I have never seen better cookies made of, of a person's life memories. Mm. It felt like my life story in baked good form. There was a picture of me in Afghanistan standing in the Bandiamir National Park and a cookie. It's a cookie. Uh, they had the plant boy. She made the plant boy logo. She made a cake that just had my face on it. It was incredibly detailed. Yeah. If you're, if you're trying to find them, I mean, we, we can throw these on the story or we'll something. Put, let's, we'll put the pictures of the cookies on the screen in Correct. case you haven't yeah. seen them. If yet. you guys haven't watched the YouTube, check it on there. Yeah. Uh, really, really great. Had a little uh, pick of... What else was in there? There were some good ones, man. Uh, really, really impressive the way that she was able to do this. Uh, and that's definitely the nicest sort of gift anybody's brought me to one of my shows. Hey, listen, anybody who brings me anything, I really appreciate it. It's good. To, I pre- I, you know, One time I remember somebody gave me recommendations in Seattle for what I should do. And another person organized it really nicely into a document. Mm. And I posted that on my story. And the other person at my show was like, I'm sorry, I didn't put them in a document for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, dude, it's not like that. So I'm not trying to shit on any, anybody else as, you know, all gifts were created equal to a degree. But the, the cookies, I'm sorry. This is some high-level bakery. They're fantastic. Uh, so that was really nice. Thank you for bringing those. Also, turned into a big family reunion for me. I've talked about this on an episode. Apparently, some of the people from my family uh, migrated to Texas originally, to Fort Worth, to work in a pasta factory, which seems not 
politically correct at all. Uh, <laughs> 1912 or whatever. Uh, when that side of the family came to America, they worked in the pasta factory. I don't know whose idea that was. If it was Ronzoni's idea or if the Italians were just like, hey, and we know how to make it the pasta. <laughs> what I know how to do, I'm making the pasta. I see. I know. Um, but anyway, so they all came over there. And dude, there was like 15 of them at my show. Did like a full, I met like a dozen family members I've never met. It was like a 23 and me, but because of comedy or something, I don't fucking know. Were they all, they're all sitting together? They all sat together. Did it you was, see them while I could you sort were of there? tell who they were. I'm a friends with a couple of them on Facebook. And there uh-huh. was one guy who was older and I was like, that guy's got to be friends with my dad. He just <laughs> looked just enough like my dad that I think it would make sense. And one of the guys I had met before, cousin mm. Kate, this guy, cousin Caleb, mm. I've never, <laughs> I can't, I've never like encountered people who actually said cousin and then the name of the person after, mm-hmm. but I encountered that twice while I was in Texas. I don't know if that's a Texas thing. You guys ever, do you guys call your cousins cousin? It's redundant. It's your cousin. You don't need to say it again. On the bear, this is uh, Mark. Chef Carmi calls. I think the the cousin's character is just cousin. I've never seen a relationship like that. Just cousin. He's like cousin. He's like stop cousin. It's his actual cousin. I don't think we've learned his name. Have you guys seen that show? No. Okay. Well, that that's that's what that is. Cousin. Well, anyway, I met cousin Caleb, and then uh, one of my friends brought cousin Chris. Hmm. His cousin Chris, and I got a pretty fun intro to cousin Chris. So, like, this guy made a ton of money on Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> like you'll notice he's like dripping in designer at all times. He lives in Miami, cousin Chris, but he did show up rocking all the gear. I was like, all right, this guy's a bit of a legend. Love it. That's awesome. Um, dude, it was my first time in Austin. Great town, super hot, hot and humid too. I always thought, and you know, I always thought that if it's hot enough, there's just automatically no humidity. I guess there's places in the world where there's a hundred degrees and there's humidity in the air. It was like 105, 52% humidity. 52 is typically in the normal range of humidity, but once you get that hot, that's a high level of humidity, I believe. So what was the, uh, it feels like? It feels like you walk out, oh, I don't know. I didn't look at the, it feels like. I thought you were asking me what it feels like, but I know what you meant now. Yeah. The, it feels like, I should have looked at that. Must have felt like whatever, hotter. Yeah. (laughs) You walk outside, you're just immediately dripping in sweat. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then at night it doesn't cool off the way that the desert does. The desert cools off typically. And it's like cool at night here, brutal, hot as balls at night. We went out to a bar and this one guy came up to me after and asked for me for a picture. And I was like, sure. And he goes, can you do horns down in the picture? Which thank God I know just enough about college football to know that that is insulting to the university of Texas, Austin football team to do the horn. Cause I guess hook them. You do like the horns up. If you do horns down, that's extremely insulting. Sort of like the college football version of like doing a gang sign and then doing that. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm standing with people who are alum who are alumni of UT, and we're in Austin. I'm, you just want me to start doing that? That's so fucked up, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a little bit of a dick move. And, I, and he was like, I went to Texas A&M, and I was like, <laughs> All right, dude, congratulations. I'll take a picture. We're not doing the horns down thing for my safety. Mm. And also, come on, you know, get it together. Uh, but then my friend, who, I told my friend later about that, and he told me that he was like, "Dude, A uh, and M people, they have this thing, and I forget exactly what he said, but like, they chug a beer, and their class ring is in it. Have you guys heard about this? I don't know. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah. He's like, he's, he's like, it's really stupid. He's like, <laughs> he's like, they all have class rings too. Like, what losers? <laughs> I was like, dude, That's- I just." I don't relate to it. I just never got into college football, but I'd like to have a full on balls deep college football weekend. I've heard Athens, Georgia is the town to do it. 
Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. If you guys have any suggestions, I'm sure you're all going to tell me your team or whatever. I almost got to experience it in Ann Arbor, but then I got sick mm. uh, and it was snowing and shit. I wasn't going to go to the That's Penn game. State, right? No, no, oh, that, Michigan, uh, Michigan yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the big house, dude. Mm. Uh, and I was excited to see the arena. I mean, it's one of the biggest arenas in the world, which I still don't fully understand why college football seats more people than pro football. I guess do more people just like it? I've heard that it's the way that they've oriented the stadium but why not orient it like that for pros as well to make more money? I guess they have like boxes and suites and shit that they don't have in college. I don't really know. It sounds like you guys are leaving money on the table. Yeah. Somebody could be making more money here. Well, dude, we went on the lake. So there was a couple of things about this experience that were really funny. Have any of you guys been down there? Austin, the Hangobi squad. Conrad, you spent a little time down there. This lake in Austin, we went to Lake Travis, which is just like a long... It's almost like an obstacle course. Like, do you ever play Hydro Thunder, that video game? It's like a boat racing game. Sega Dreamcast, before your guys' time. Uh, and it was Hydro Thunder, choose your track. And then you pick, and it's Lake Powell, choose your boat. You choose a boat, and then you race in this boat on this, th- on this course. So Lake Travis felt like that. It's like a winding, narrow, like, uh, course. It feels like you could race on it. You know what I mean? And dude... The amount of people just getting bombed on this lake, connecting their boats together. There's a boat you can rent that has a giant water slide attached to it. There's people making out. I was like, dude, if I were the mayor of Texas, of Austin, Texas, I would not want to see this. I'd be like, this is a massive liability, dude. Like, we are going to be in big trouble. I don't know how they get away with that every weekend. And many people don't drown. Are there any rules or laws? Unclear, dude. Are there no wake zones? Yeah, you're supposed to, but like the way that boating is typically, it's like, you know, drive slow here, whatever, five miles an hour, whatever. I don't know, knots. I I don't know if they do nautical terms or whatever, but boating to me, you know what I mean, uh, has always been sort of fascinating. Boats, I don't understand how or why they're so expensive. Do they, are they just that incredible of engineering wonders that they justify the high ticket price? I'll look at the shittiest boat I've ever seen in my life and they'll be like, yeah, that's like $70,000. I'm like, what? Like literally just a piece of shit boat that like can barely fit three people on it. And they're like, oh, but it's, uh, and they named the brand. I've never heard of it. I'm like, okay. And if you're on a boat, you'll notice there is a lot of like interesting engineering going on just from even like an experiential level, the amount of drawers and the seat opens up, there's an anchor. Another seat opens up, there's a fucking uh, life jacket. Right? Somehow there's a there's seven bedrooms downstairs. I don't understand. And uh so to me it just seems like the biggest fucking waste of money in the entire world. I'm sorry. Even though boating is sick, like I can't imagine ever making enough money to justify spending that much money on a boat. So any of my friends who take me out on boats, I really appreciate it because you're giving me something I would not be able to procure for myself. Uh because I don't know that I'll ever make enough money to be a seafaring man. And also, dude, 100 degrees, I was petrified of getting sunburned. I need to like figure out the proper way to get tan without, you know what I mean? I've never like laid down and gotten sun. Hill Dog tells me that it's a wonderful activity that I should learn to embrace. I've never done it. So she's like, you can get tan, you just don't try. I'm like, I didn't know that people who get tan tried. Don't you just get tan from being out there? It's very calculated, the people that are tanning. I don't think that just by standing outside you're going to get a solid or an even tan. Yeah, dude. So I was, exactly. I, so I can theoretically get tan, but I need to, I need to ease into it. You are like a, we're both like 
pale leaning guys mm-hmm. you know that we need we need to think of some cool uh kind of catchphrase for that to make being pale cool being pale the albine bros get some tail albine <laughs> bros i like that too that was that was that was the name that my friends called me in middle school to bully me make yeah. me feel bad about myself albine bro no, they call me albino albino but i'm trying to take ownership over it and we call it the albine bros but I mean, you look like you could get a tan. I'm surprised that you get burned. I should be able to, dude. And that's the thing. It was very like the people from my town, there was a lot of Italians, but most of them were like Southern Italians. So they were really tan. I don't know whether or not that means that my tan is really, my mom's Southern Italian too. She's really pale. But like they were used to this like really dark skinned Italian breed. And then here I am and they'd be like, oh, you're Italian. Look at you. You're not even fucking, you're not even tan. But you know, when I used to give tennis lessons and stuff, I would get tan. So anyway, I'm on the boat. I'm par- I'm petrified that I'm just going to get torched so i'm putting on sunscreen constantly i'm getting out of the water they're giving me shit about it they're like why are you getting out of the water they they were saying i can't swim i'm like dude of course i can swim i'm swimming perfectly they're like are you struggling over there i'm like no i'm like i'm i'm full because i've eaten a sandwich and a half and the whole 30 minute thing after you've eaten applies to me if i attempt to uh if i attempt to go in the water after eating i feel the pressure and I feel not well, Ryan. The buoyancy. I feel buoyant, <laughs> which you think would help me float. So anyway, they're giving me a hard time. I'm afraid. I come back from that without any tan. Pale as a dog. Uh, and it's a bummer. But we will get me tan at some mm-hmm. point. I need to, to to lean into it. Can you get any sun laying outside on the patio? <sighs> I'm afraid of the patio, dude. It's high up. I don't. I don't like it. I started envisioning myself doing things I shouldn't be doing. Standing on the ledge kneeling on the ledge just yeah. sitting on the ledge yeah. facing the right direction and then falling and i start to experience what it would feel like to tumble to my death and it would be a long enough time that i could really regret the decision to have sat there do you ever do you ever lean over the balcony and not think about jumping over but think about the <sighs> idea of the urge to just like i could just i could just jump here and like this, that i would just fall right though you don't have any you know suicidal thoughts or anything like that but being near the edge does unlock that thought and that fear of just like you know, I could Ryan, just you don't know that about tip me. Over. I might be making assumptions. Don't judge, you know, my insides by my outsides, dude. Okay, <laughs> you don't know what's going on inside, Ryan. Okay, uh, fair enough. I'm sorry, I just had to get that out there for some awareness. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I, I cut off your thought. I apologize for doing that. No, that was it. I, the fear of being on on a patio. I get that. Okay, this is the Good Boys Pod. We're polite. Ryan's Instagram handle is literally Ryan is really play. You should follow him. He's a funny, funny guy. Thanks, There's man. a great photo of him running. Uh, you must have been what? 12? No, I was 15 or 16. No. 15 in high school, <laughs> 15 or 16. Whatever. That's good. That's good. You Thank know? you. Yeah. Uh, but phase. you look as if you're running away from your nickname. Albino. Yeah. That's how hard you're running. And that's Breaking how- through that. Yeah. That, that was a tough one. Real quick. We went out for sushi and th- when I was 13, and I was just so desperate for my group of friends to stop making fun of me. And uh, I made a, a deal with them. It was like our first time at sushi. There's like 13 of us. And uh, I saw our plate with the ginger and the wasabi that was served to us before we got our sushi. And I stood up at the table and I said, you know, they were like calling, albino, albino, you're stupid albino. You should you should be dead. Just the most <laughs> gruesome stuff. Like you're the a stupid albino who should be dead. You sh- Yeah, you're a stupid albino. You should be dead. I'm just getting punched in the face with all these mean words. And I, I'm trying to make a deal with them. And I'm like, guys, listen to this. If, if, uh, if you guys stop calling me albino forever, I will eat this whole <laughs> ball of wasabi. And it was like my first time having wasabi. Oh, my God. And... 
I ate the whole ball. They were like, yeah, do it, do it. And I ate the whole ball and then I started coughing and wheezing. And then they're like, albino, albino, albino. This is a triggering moment for me. But, uh, and, and then they continued to call me albino and they took a photo of me. There's a photo of me eating, eating it. You're just vomiting. They're like, you fucking albino. You should be dead. It was tough. Dude, I'm sorry, tough. bro. That's really bad. And they also reneged on the deal and you ate an entire ball of wasabi. It was beat. I've gotten back at each of them individually, darker and, and deeper. But <laughs> You have um, a little black book. Yeah. Like, uh, Steve what's Buscemi? His, Steve Buscemi with his lipstick. Wedding singer. Great movie. Yeah. Um, I did have a, a run in today at the bodega where it wasn't as polite of an exchange. And I was kind of, kind of surprised with how, how it played out with the guy who worked there. No. So I walked on my way here today. I, I walked into the bodega, uh, and I want to get a pack of gum and I see that there's a guy with his dog and he's standing around the counter, but he's not facing the cashier clerk. So I just walked right past him and I grabbed the pack of five gum and I, I grabbed the pack of gum. I hand it, I pay for it. I turn around and the guy says to me, he's like, hey, I was waiting in line. And I, I said to him, I don't think you were. <laughs> and I just walked out and uh, I, I felt nervous because it was very unbecoming of me. But it just it just slipped out. He totally wasn't waiting. I'm in rubbing line. off on you, dude, bro. You're not allowed. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you, dude, bro. <laughs> That's what I just said. Um, I meant to say I'm rubbing off on you, dude, period. New sentence, bro. Uh, no, but um, if you're not facing the register, you're not in line. No. So I didn't feel bad about it. Unless there's a line that ex that's sandwiching you. If you're in line and there's someone in front of you and behind you, and you can face in any direction you want. If there's no one else there, you need to be looking at the payment area. Mm -hmm. There were two. My, I had two thoughts when I was when I after I walked out. One, he had no products in his hands. He had nothing in his hands that he was going to buy. And two, the only way he could have been online is if he he was standing there waiting online and his dog pulled him which made him turn around and go in the opposite direction, in which that is when I walked in and saw him not facing the clerk. What was he doing? He was, what I saw was just a man with his dog looking like he was browsing the opposite side of the clerk. That's very bizarre. So. It's very, this guy sounds like a fucking vagrant. Yeah. And I had sunglasses on, so it made me feel more uh, confident. And capable of giving a remark like that to somebody. Mm, excellent. Though I looked him in the eye, I did feel like I was protected with a little bit of shield of polarization or something like that. So, <laughs> Well, was this like a lotto station? Like had he, he just scratched and won a ticket and now he was shaking off the dust and he was going to cash it in? None of that. Yeah. None of that. So okay. just a quick thing that happened today. Yeah. Well, dude, listen, man. It's, uh, it's tough out there, bro. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing I was thinking about. Um, Per our conversation about being nice, polite guys, we, Ryan and I were having a conversation about our significant others and how they both work from home and how we both like when they're home. Yeah. Um, Hill Dog will be, I think, going to the office more regularly starting soon. And that upsets me. I don't want her in the office. I want her here with me. I want to spend nice time together. I want her to walk out of the room after having a call and tell me what happened. Mm -hmm. I just had a call. Oh, really, baby? What? What happened on the call? And then maybe we have a nice hug, right? Yeah, a nice 11, 15 a.m. hug is great. A nice, nice big hug. And then we talk about what we're going to do later and and some fun ideas happen. And, and I think of a great idea. I run it by her. If I'm here all alone, dude, it's going to be it's gonna be rough. It gets really quiet. I told her about your guy's scheduling system. 
Yeah. I think it was pretty nice. What Ryan and his girlfriend do, if you want, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah. So Victoria and I, we both work from home. Our apartment is is pretty tiny, and we have one desk. Um, so typically, you know, we originally kind of just like, hey, can I have the desk today? Yes. Can I have the desk today? Yes. And we would switch off depending on how busy we were. And it got to the point where, you know, she's on Zoom with a lot of calls. And I'd find myself getting caught in certain parts of the apartment while a call starts for her that I wasn't aware of, in which I cannot pass her anymore. <laughs> so let's say I, I'm, you have to like crawl by. So, so there, there are circumstances where I, you know, she and I'm walking into the kitchen, I go to get some water, and now I'm trying to go back to the bedroom to work on my laptop. And I can't get back to the bedroom unless I pass the desk. And she's in the middle of a Zoom call, and she's, you know, she's talking during the meeting. It's not like she can just, you know, turn her camera off for a second. I don't want to put her out like that. So my only options are are to army crawl underneath her as if I'm in training, or I just stand there. And, you know, there, there was a time, there was a time a couple months ago where, you know, I'm stuck there for a half hour. I know she's on this half hour call. Um, she mentioned it. I forgot about it. And I'm just standing there playing with the drawers, just, do, just fiddling my thumbs. And there, there was nothing I could do. So the two of us decided to come up with a system where we have a shared calendar on our phones and it's kind of like a WeWork situation. So as, as long as I know that she has a phone call, I make sure I have my water and I have my snacks and uh, we don't interfere with each other anymore. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Just like Julio said, there's nothing better than just a. Uh, she she hops off a Zoom call, and I'm like, wow, you really just said that. That was that was kind of sexy. Or or uh, or I'd be like, oh my god, that was so that was so tough. Are you okay? Bring it in. Yep. Come on down. Bring it in. Coming down to Papa. So um, that's a good system. Um, Take advantage of the rest of the time that you two have together. Yeah, agreed. Working agreed, from yeah. home. I was, I was thinking about some of the nice things we share. One thing, she's taught me how to back scratch properly. Hmm. So she, if I'm going to give her a back scratch, so if I need her to be, by the way, fully laying flat on her stomach, if she's laying on her side, I don't like the way that her shoulder blade juts out. I don't like having a clean, flat canvas so I can dynamically... Uh, scratch. So she has said that she likes a soft scratch more so than a hard one and a long stroke as opposed to going quickly. So I've become the sort of like, I'm, I'm really getting good at it, dude. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm stroking her and <laughs> I, I'm stroking her. So it, it's, and it, it's nice, right? So I never realized how nice back scratches felt. So one day she's like, have you ever had a back scratch? Like, would you like one? And I was like, well, like I'm sure I've had one at some point and yeah. And the thing that's crazy about getting your back scratched, uh, is that once you feel it, suddenly you have new itches and you're constantly chasing the dragon along your back. You, you're ooh, up, left, right. Ooh, right there. Oh yeah. Mm. The problem is that I make noise like that while I'm, while I'm getting my back scratched and I can't control it. I go, Oh, Oh yeah. That, as you <laughs> she should. Goes, Are you serious? <laughs> Start dying laughing. I go, Oh fuck, baby! <laughs> no. Well, what does she do when you scratch her back? Is she just like a robot? And she no, no, no. She enjoys it, but she doesn't feel the need to make any sort of audible reaction in the way that I do. Um, you should, you should be allowed. You should be able I'm to, do allowed that. to do that. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it. I just feel self conscious. And oh. the other night, we actually <laughs> tried. No, no, we we tried. We actually tried um, to see if I could do it without making noise, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I'm not, guys, I'm not even joking. I literally 
cannot do it. Um, so I don't know. I guess we got to work on that. You gonna get the cadence up on on doing more of those now? Maybe they're pretty good. But I'm re- I get really good. I get really into curating hers perfectly. I take her to the back of her shirt and I place each corner over the top of her shoulders so there's a perfectly even flat area. I then go around and then the ridge of the shoulder blade. I do the two fingers down. I walk mm. down. She gets she gets the treatment, dude. Just I take care of her. I that, take care of my girl, bro. That's great. Um, <laughs> so, dude, I went to get the final second half of my deep gum cleaning yesterday. Gentlemen, if I have any sort of advice for you, go to the dentist regularly. I, when I from when I was 18 to 28, didn't go at all. Didn't go one time. Yeah. Cowboy shit. <laughs> And then I finally went because I started to get paranoid and I had no cavities and I thought I was the man. Then didn't go for three more years, went back, had three cavities. And now I have cavities in places that are really annoying. Like they're solid, but they're like deep. So anything that goes near there is so brutally painful. Mm. Uh, So I go to this dentist now. I found a new dentist. He's great. Uh, My old dentist was not that good. And this guy's he's a Persian guy and he's like super Persian. He has like an accent. And I, the Persian accent to me is so like distinct. It's so it's like, and it's great. I love the way it sounds. I can't do it. And it bothers me that I can't do it because it's so, if I hear it, I know, you know what I mean? I don't know what Farsi is, but I know just by the way they're saying it, that that's what it is mm-hmm. because that, that sound it's like, it, I, it's, I find it soothing. And also I find Persian people to be very intelligent. So I feel good about having a Persian person as my professional in a scenario. You know what I mean? If I was buying a car from them, I don't know. They might be able to outsmart (laughs) you, dude. They're clever. They're clever, those people. (laughs) Not to make a blanket generalization about the show, but I think it's an overall positive one. So my dentist, my doctor, I want my lawyer. I want those people to, if they're Persian, I feel like I'm in good hands. So this guy, he was very serious and he was like, and then he found out I was a comedian and now su- and then suddenly it sort of like breaks open this whole new thing, which is kind of funny, but also unfortunate for being at the dentist because he'll pause to tell me stuff and I feel the anesthesia wearing off while he's telling me shit. And then he's going back into the thing. So I got the bottom half done. I had to go back to get the top. That's where the cavities are. So I'm like panicking and then he'd get in really deep and I'd be like, ah, and he'd be like, don't worry. He's like, what this, you need something to talk about on stage. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, you, he goes, tell them, you know, you have a foreign dentist. You don't know if he even went to dental school. <laughs> like, Slapping dude, the zingers on you. Like, dude, are you serious? Then he accidentally hooked me with the, with the thing in my lip. And I went, ah, he goes, you're fine. You're going to be fine. I'm like, dude, Jesus Christ, you're really giving it to me here. What does the, can you describe what the pain feels like of getting a a cavity filled? So the pain of the cavity situation isn't necessarily bad, but this wasn't even that. This is just getting my gums cleaned. When he was deep in there. So, okay. So it's like that deep root nerve pain. Like the stabbing doesn't even bother me. He did the topical. It didn't do shit. Then they shot me up with the needle. Needle doesn't bother me. The stabbing doesn't follow me to bother me. The bleeding doesn't bother me. It's that like deep root nerve pain that bothers me. Is it like biting into ice cream? You heard that? Yes, sort of, but like 10 times worse. Yeah. Uh, And dude, it makes me not understand how people can survive torture. With without just immediately giving everybody up, 
Like the fact that they last for five days when they didn't do it and they're trying to force a confession, I would say I did it immediately. I would sell out my entire family not to have to go to the dentist, dude. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that people are surviving, having their toenails ripped off and their teeth pulled out and drilling, dude, like I don't understand how anybody's (laughs) surviving that. These must be the most determined people in the world who are surviving these interrogations. Uh, And then the dentist goes, he goes, okay, you're all set. He goes, just make sure... Comb your hair before you go on stage. Oh, he's silly. This guy's fucking got it. He's a silly guy. He's a silly guy. He's a nice guy, but he gives me a discount. That's great. For him, give it to him. For I'm like, dude, this is what we like here, man. That's fantastic. This is what we like. We like the uh, discount situation. Um, (laughs) I went golfing with my girlfriend's father and a group uh, at their country club. So I don't understand this. You go golfing at your country club. They pair you with people sometimes. So you want to go golfing at 10 a.m. on Saturday. They're like, all right. The guy, I never had to deal with that. When I played golf when I was a kid, I would go to this place in Moodis. It's called Banner Lodge. Honestly, I thought it was quite a nice course. Apparently, it's not that nice, whatever. Uh, you would never have to go talk to a guy before you teed off. What's that guy called? The starter. The, the starter. There's no starter. There's, no, there's nothing. There's nobody. Yeah. If you want to kill someone and put them in the bunker, no one would ever find them. <laughs> <about> this course. <laughs> uh, and it was very bizarre. It was next to all of these like weird summer retreats. They were like modest. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of like random. It was very weird. So anyway, so I'm not used to this whole culture. So we went golfing 18 holes with random guys. So like he knew he was really good friends with one of the guys. Then there's me. And then there was this other guy who's a member of the club. So they know each other, but they're not, I don't know if they were like boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can think of nothing that gives me more anxiety than having to spend five hours with a guy I barely know. What do you do? What do you say? Thanks for bringing this up. <laughs> this is, this is one of, I, it enrages me and and people think it's just a normal way of golfing that's just how it is you get paired up with people and it is what it is i I, like you i cannot perform when i'm with with a stranger if they're giving off a weird energy you're not comfortable with one with each other it's so much better if you were to just go out with hillary's dad so exactly just have some one-on-one golf time i've never and and mind you theoretically now hillary's dad and i are pals but you know, this is a few years ago. We were friendly and great, but still, you're now spending five hours with your girlfriend's father. That brings its own element of stress, plus the rest of it. So apparently, dude, one of the guys who was in our group ratted me out for not having my shirt tucked in. I didn't even know I was supposed to have my shirt tucked in. I don't know. I've never belonged to a country club. I never did any of this stuff. So to me, this is all new. And the fact that this guy ratted me out is just crazy to me. Who did he tell? At the, the, the club? I'm not sure. And I'm not sure if it was like a... You get a demerit. He should have said something to you. He should have just said, hey, tuck your shirt in. Yeah. But he just felt like a piker doing that, dude. It's a piker move to say, hey, tuck your shirt in. He knew that. But I think it's even more piker to go behind someone's back. Oh, yeah. Tattle. It's soft as fuck, dude. This guy's my my op, dude. That's Uh, terrible. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Um, But uh, yeah, I can think of nothing more stressful than spending a bunch of time with people that I don't really know. Now, I guess the idea at a country club is... They've curated this group of people who are all similar, and therefore we're all going to get along. There'll be no crime, no people weighing down the group. Mm-hmm. We'll all be harmonious, and we'll all follow the 700 rules and okay. live perfectly together. It feels like that's a tough thing to accomplish. Yeah. When we start getting into all these rules, with and, and I'm not talking about this club, other times I've visited clubs. They'd be like, don't take your phone out. You're not supposed to text. You're not supposed to take pictures. You're not supposed to do this. You can't go in the un- you can't go in the main room without a tie on. But you can go to the you can go to the outside place. But if you can't go inside without the tie, if you're gonna play tennis, you need to wear white. 
Mm-hmm. Take your hat off. Take your hat off. That's a big one. It, and the the, <laughs> the, the, your... <laughs> the stop right stop there. Right Take it off. There. Um, and the municipal courses too. You're getting paired up with the, like. Does that mean the, public? Just public courses. You're getting. That, that's one of my biggest words. The municipal. municipal. The a lot municipal of syllables. Courses. I like to say that one. Municipal courses. Um, it's even broader the range of people that you could get paired up with. But have you seen the videos of like the guess who I got paired up with? On and a public course? On a public course. And these people, their wind-ups, you know, it takes 60 seconds oh, for them to shank a ball terrible. into the woods. They're doing like a 360 and a backflip before they shank it. They're like, smashing their driver uh, onto, the, onto an oak tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, it, it, that's tough. Yeah, it's that tough. is tough. So I guess that makes sense. Like the country club, theoretically, unless you're playing at Banner Lodge, shout out to Banner Lodge where there's nobody there. <laughs> there's never, no one has ever played the course except for me. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. Hopefully I don't want to shit on Banner Lodge. It's a beautiful course, to be honest. A course that's beautiful. That's the point of the course. I don't want to be able to see the whole course while I'm on the course. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, this course is sick. Then I can see hole three, hole five, hole seven. I can see the hot dog guy. Everybody's getting hammered. It's just a very bizarre thing. So anyway, Banner was beautiful, but on a public course, you can get slowed down because you're in situ- My dad famously got into that fight on the course with the guy when he was taking his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, dude, I don't know. You it. hate to see it. I don't understand this culture of drinking heavily during the day. For me, as you all know, my time is late at night. Uh, I might end up on this couch that we're on right now watching... A variety of my favorite music videos, uh, staying up all night long and having the best time I've ever had in my life. I'm considering figuring out a way to live stream that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work, but it could be really fun. You all can join me and you know, you'll be able to see the great music video and you'll be able to see me sitting there, probably not doing much. I'm probably just sitting there staring. The G cam <laughs> may, may or may not have much going on. I may be singing along to certain ones. I may not be. I may watch the same video multiple times in a row. We need uh, to set up a camera that's just right in front of your face on like a tripod that's attached to your neck. Oh, that's And fun. then also one of the music videos and just you Me up close and personal. Have you seen the train guy? The, yeah, the, yeah. You know how he has that camera that's oh, like yeah, on his forehead? Head. We get that of you. That's fun. That would be a lot of fun. Just got to figure out the copyright situation. That would be great. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, and yeah, that is also true. Um, all right. So real quick, let's do a, uh, so we want to try to figure that out. Uh, hopefully that, that would be a nice thing. We have a a question here from a listener, uh, that we think we can help with. So you guys all know at this point, my famous move at a party is showing up with a fresh pizza. Mm. (laughs) That is the move. It's better than bringing a lame duck bottle of wine. Oh, I brought the six pack of cervezas. (laughs) Uh, You got ice around here, you know? And then you don't even drink them. You drink something better. You know what I mean? You got to bring the pie, dude. Bring a fresh fucking pie. Everybody will be psyched. It'll be gone in two seconds, especially if you're showing up like mid party. I did it at Chris's birthday. Uh, And this is the question. Hey, Julio, I'm going to a house party tonight. Need some pro tips. Mm. Would you show up with a pizza even if you don't know the host? Or is that a little intense? Dude, I got to be honest. I, see, I hear where he's coming from. This is what I said initially to him in the message, but we can, we can kind of build up on this. Okay. But I said, if you don't know the host, it could potentially be a little aggressive. But it also depends on how well you know the group. You know what I mean? If you know that it's a home run, bring the damn pizza. That's what I said. But if you're not sure, it can be weird. 
Like the time, here's an example. You need to get, you need to know the audience sometimes. This is not exactly the same thing, but one year I went to a Halloween party. I was new in comedy. I was in that sort of, I, I feel a lot of comedians hit this, this point in their career where they've been doing open mics a few years. They're starting to know everybody. They're doing the open mics. They think that only the darkest joke ever written is the funny one. They do it at the open mic. Everyone laughs because it's all comedians there. And they don't remember that, you know, when you do comedy, you're actually performing for normal people. So I went to this Halloween party and I thought it would be funny to be a, a sex offender <laughs> as my costume. I wore a uh, button down short sleeve shirt that had boats <laughs> on it. And I had candy in my front pocket Julia. <laughs> and you know, haha, I'm a sex offender. Uh, and I was told, I was telling people throughout the night what I was and nobody laughed. Everybody thought it was extremely offensive. <laughs> and I, I was with friends who invited me and they were kind of rolling in this circle and they sort of like had my back still, I think. I don't know what their actual reaction was. They didn't like scold me for it, but it was like, you know, people in their thirties, New York city who are successful, as, as one of my friend's dad says, this is the worst age. You, you take yourself so seriously, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit. And it's true. So these guys, they think that, you know, they're very serious. And it's amazing to be judged by a guy who's dressed, you know, as, as gladiator. He's wearing, he doesn't have a shirt on. He's wearing a <laughs> breastplate. And he's like, oh, I'm Maximus. What are you? And you're like, oh, I'm a sex offender. <laughs> and he becomes very upset about it. And I'm like, oh, boy, what's the matter? You're upset? I was like, you better go put some clothes on, boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you better go put some clothes on, boy. Um, but for real. So anyway, you don't want to run the risk of doing that with the pizza. If you're going to like a really refined party and you show up with a pizza, <laughs> you're going to look like a piker. Period. Right? You show up. Everybody's like, ha-ha. They have a, a bartender. They've hired a guy, an out-of-work striking actor, to make the drinks at this party and it's fancy. If you show up with a pizza, you're a biker because nobody's eating at that party. But, you know, if it's your boy and you know, bring it. Do a little bit of a scouting report uh, because the pizza should be a home run. But you just sort of need to massage people into it a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Read the room as best you can. Show up with the pizza. I regret the sex offender costume. Uh, it was in poor taste. I, real <laughs> I realize why people were offended by it. But that was that period of my career where I thought that all the jokes were fair game if the comedians thought it was funny. I'll leave you guys with this. I shot a huge Sony commercial. 2000, 2012 was the year. You guys were still <laughs> fucking, you know, in your mother's womb. Uh, <laughs> not actually, I can, I can add. Don't worry. Uh, but, you know, so this is a while ago. And this guy, Max Alexander, may he rest in peace, wonderful comedian, great guy. Uh, he always used to say there are jokes you tell to comedians and then there are jokes that you tell to everybody else if you're going to do that, right? So I should have heeded his words. I did not do that. I just shot this massive campaign for Sony. Uh, I, it, was, it was all over the world. I had billboards. I had uh, a commercial running. I posted, I think, on my story. It's this big CGI thing. I'm running through this wonderland. It's the biggest thing I had gotten to, to date, you know, pretty early in my career too, right? So we've gone through this whole shoot. It's been a successful day. And at the end of the day, they're like, oh, you're a comedian. Tell us a joke. So I was like, okay. So I'm with the whole creative team. And these people who work on commercials, for some reason, they think they're like hot shit. I don't, I don't know what it is about it. But like, I think that when you technically have a corporate job, but you're like the creative guy at the corporate job, you really lean into it more. 
I mean, that's the kind of guy who has like the sickest outfit you've ever seen, but he just like works in a store, not a store. He just works in an office. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so there's like serious people. So they tell us a joke. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, all right, there's this, uh, this car's driving down the road. It's a guy, a guy and his son. And the car gets into a brutal accident. It, it shoots up in the air. The car lands. It explodes. The car explodes. Uh, the kid gets expelled from the vehicle. He looks back at the car as he watches his father burning alive, takes his last breath. Uh, and it's, it's clear the father isn't going to make it. So the kid now is, is orphaned and he's running down the side of the road and he's trying to find somebody to help him. And he sees this man and he goes, sir, oh my God. He goes, uh, thank you so much. Like, I, I need your help. Like, can you please help me? Like, my dad just was burned alive and I somehow survived this accident. I'm having the worst day. And the guy then unzips his pants and goes, well, your day ain't getting any better, kid. Oh, no. <laughs> I told that joke to the entire team of the commercial and nobody laughed. And I go, oh, well, you know, because the guy... <laughs> and the guy goes, no, 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 you told it own it and that was it no haven't never been able to stop thinking about it so moral of the story is know your audience <laughs> whether it's with pizza halloween costumes or with telling really offensive jokes to people for no reason uh you know i've grown and i've become a comedian who doesn't do that i don't really tell jokes i don't even tell sex jokes really uh so it's been interesting to see how i've grown wow so don't judge me for it uh because it was 10 years ago so either way that's it Oops, the podcast. Uh, you guys know where to find us. Send us your emails at oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. We prefer an email. The DM sometimes I'll take a screenshot and they lose it. It's hard to keep track of it all. So email is the way to go. Uh, we'd love to help you guys out. Thank you for sticking with us, riding with us. Uh, it's been great. The pod's doing amazing, which uh, we're really happy about. It's been you know interesting keeping it keeping it up and going and and all that stuff you know what i mean but it's been a fun experience ryan and i are enjoying each other's company and we have tons of great guests coming we have the stuff island guys on the next episode uh a lot of good things to come a bunch of a bunch of big stuff so thank you guys keep listening keep supporting uh at oops the podcast at not julio buy some of our merch it's fucking sick like i, I just put it on for the first time today and i i can't tell you enough how high quality the material is it, it is such a nice t-shirt and, and everything on the store is fantastic so if uh if you if you'd be so inclined definitely check it out yeah get in there grab some uh grab some hangobies thank you guys for coming through the interns on the hangobi cam uh conrad good to see you too man keep uh doing the lord's work i gotta talk to you about your routine man you're looking fucking lean and juicy and you are just ready to go baby you know what i mean if the shorts are any shorter this would be a problem in here, I'll tell you that much. Uh, anyway, uh, it was the podcast. Thank you, guys.